We're going to do something a little different this morning. Is that okay? We've got some cupcakes to do after church. So children, I know you're going to Sunday school, but listen to your teachers really well because they will determine how many cupcakes you get. Oh, I'm just kidding. You're, we're going to have some cupcakes after church. So children, you may be dismissed for Sunday school. Okay. We'll, f- we'll figure this out. Well, we pulled a long day yesterday to be home for today. 12 hours in a car is not my idea of a... <laughs> good. It was good. The Lord protected us. But uh, we had an amazing time down in Bethel, and uh, it was really, really good. We were blessed and encouraged. Uh, We were enlarged and uh, challenged and poured into an impartation, so it was really good. And uh, part of our packages, we get some free stuff. So we wanted to bless a couple of people with... Just one second, Bob. Bob, just one sec. Just one sec. Sorry. We wanted to bless a couple of people uh, with a couple of books. So this is called The Power of Communion. Uh, Benny Johnson wrote this. Uh, they have been doing communion for years, apparently. And this bur- book was birthed out of the last year when she was uh, battling can- uh, breast cancer. Uh, communion is something Pastor David and I have really uh, grown a new appreciation and love for and understanding for and is something that we do just about every day together. So I'd like to give this book away. If there's somebody here who wants to learn more about the power of communion, come get it. Love that, Brad. And then this book is uh, the new book by Brian Johnson, When God Becomes Real. You <laughs> Come get it. And it talks about his story and going through uh, anxiety attacks and fear. And you're going to be blessed. There you go, Matthew. Well, there you go. Awesome. Awesome. Um, For the last month and a half, two months, we've been looking at grace. We've been looking at it all year. But... um, we started in mid-March or mid-February in Romans 5, and I, what I've done is, um, what I've done, what Winona, Justin, and Olivia have done is taken the notes and made a booklet out of that with about six or seven of the sermons on grace. And uh, so, Bob, you were passing them out. Go for it. Um, so I wanted to give this to everybody. Um, what I, my prayer is and my hope is that you will actually take this 
and review it and go over it and study it. So um, what we've done is we've done each Sunday, we've put the Sunday down, the date, the title of the sermon, because they are all on our website, and so you can find them all on the church website, and that way you could review them, go through them, and if I could be honest with you, I believe this is amazing teaching. So um, I don't like to blow my own horn, but I believe God has given uh, me some great revelation, and grace is a whole different way of living. It's a whole different way. And sometimes I think we go to a default mode that shortchanges us and it doesn't bring in the power and the ability of God into our life. One of the ways we do that is we decide what's happening instead of talking with God and asking Him what He can do. Have you ever told God, I've got this? I have. And I've seen it in the Bible too where biblical characters told God, we've got this. And then a small little thing defeated a whole nation. So when we learn how to take the gift of God, the free gift of grace, and it starts with salvation, that's the most amazing gift of all. It starts with salvation. And when we learn how to walk in the grace He's given us, new relationship, new verdict, no condemnation, freedom, the power of that grace in our life, I believe it can change the way we live. So what I've done, what I've, I'm sorry, what my children and my wife have done is they've made this amazing little booklet. And it's condensed the notes, but I'm hoping you take it. We've left a side open for you to put your own notes in. So um, I'm hoping and praying that you will take this and use it. And if you need more copies, you can always let us know because it is on file. So we would be able to print up a copy uh, for more. All right. How many of you enjoyed the last two months on Grace? I have. And how many of you have learned? I did. <laughs> God's word is so fresh, amen, and there's always things that we can learn. So I encourage you, there's good stuff in here, and uh, at the every day is dated with the Sunday that it was preached on, so you can read it, and then you can also, at the very front of the book, you can see where the um, first paragraph tells you where you can find those sermons online. So if you want to re-listen to the sermon and take notes uh, and study it deeper, those resources are available to you, and we would encourage you to do that. Amen. Um, did you set the timer? Yes, I did. We wanted to take a little bit of time um, to change the way we did the service today. So we're going to try to be a little shorter. We've got some uh, cupcakes. Who here likes cupcakes? All right, so... We've got, and we got the mini ones because I find the big ones, I just can't finish one, but I can eat four or five little ones. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't figure that out. I mean, I can take four or five little ones and down them, but I can't do the big one. So we got a bunch of little ones, but we're family. 
we are family. And sometimes we come, we sing, we listen, and we leave. And so what I want to do today is I want to take some time and celebrate each one of us and our family. And that being said, I wanted, we wanted to take a few minutes and talk about the DNA or some of the things about solid rock that are part of our foundation, part of the passion of solid rock in our DNA. So my husband loves to change things on the fly, which he changed in the last five minutes. So I just need to give a little instructions. Um, Charlene and uh, Ariana, if you could uh, work up, uh, assess and work up how many cupcakes need to go over to the kids' church so that the kids can be enjoying their cupcakes over there. And because uh, we're supposed to be doing this during church. So the kids, I, I told the teachers they had their full time. So I don't know. I walked back in and he's changing the course and it's all good. So we're just going to flow with it. <laughs> uh. I love you. <laughs> well, I just spent eight weeks on grace, so I appreciate there that. There you go. <laughs> so you want to talk about our DNA. You want to talk a little bit about our DNA. Yeah. Um, in Genesis 26, there's a story of Isaac, who's the son of Abraham. And if you go to, to uh, Genesis 26, and we're not going to go there, but there's three verses or four verses, four, verses 15 through to 18. And it talks about how Isaac went to the place where Abraham had been, his father had been, and had dug some wells. But the enemy, the Philistines, had come and they had covered them up. And it says that Isaac went back and he re-dug the wells. And I find quite often we can move from something to somewhere else. And if we're not careful, we forget the wells that were dug before. And I honor and I'm thankful for Pastor Nelson. His passion to see the power of God move never has once wavered within him. And I've had conversations with him because I've been a young buck. And sometimes I wanted to move things, and we would talk about things. And he wasn't that he wasn't open, but he always wanted to bring it back to what can God do? What's the power of God? How can God connect with people? And what Isaac did was he re-dug the wells. So what we wanted to do this morning is we wanted to take a few minutes. It's not going to be long, but we wanted to take a few minutes and talk about a few of those wells. And if you continue reading that passage, you find out that Isaac then not only re-dug the wells, but he dug more wells. Mm -hmm. And so what I see from that is I see a heritage and a legacy a foundation, but then I also see it growing and an increasing. Yes. So what I wanted to do this morning is I would like to, to think about and just hear some of the thoughts or some of the wells that spring up here in our church. Um, one of them, 
one of the first ones is Jesus. Because he's the greatest person on earth. All of history was centered towards him, pointing to him, and points back to him. Everything you and I can enjoy as a believer is because of what Jesus has done. It's not because of what we came up with. It is because of what He has done and His body that was shed, broken, and buried, and then rose again. Another one is, and you see it on your bulletin every uh, Sunday, and it has been uh, written on a big chalkboard in when you come into the administration building. And it's uh, part of the verse of on heaven, on heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. And that is one of the core things in our church is bringing heaven onto earth and seeing lives changed by the miraculous. And... Um, if it's in heaven, then it's lawful here. If it's not in heaven, it is not lawful here. So that is one of the core things that we believe in is on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what we are going after. So we're not satisfied for the status quo and for just what's normal. Oh, come do church, go home, uh, do your week, whatever. We actually want to see heaven on earth. Our lives, your lives, our lives as a body, impacting our neighbors, our communities, our jobs with heaven, the impact of heaven and that reality. Amen. What does that look like? What do you think that looks like when we say heaven on earth? I believe it's something that affects you in everything you do all day every day of the week and it's something that you carry that maybe others don't understand or aren't exposed to or aren't aware of so think about that that when you go out you actually carry heaven with you Jesus in his prayer he says your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it should change our language it should change what comes out of our mouth. It should change our response or reaction to things. And uh, you know something has become part of you when that's your first response. So uh, if your first response to crisis is to run, hide, throw your head over the blankets, that is sort of your, your, your culture, your way that you handle things. If your first response to crisis is, and what starts coming out of your mouth and your posture is, no, this is what God's word says. God, you have said this. This is, you're the God of the impossible. We believe for this. Then that becomes your second nature. It becomes who you are. It becomes part of you. And uh, so our goal is that that would become so much part of you that whatever you're faced with, that's what comes out of you. And uh, an example would be, uh, you know that if you tell me that you're not well, or you are sick, or you have a broken body part, chances are you're going to get my hands laid on you, and I'm just going to be like, let's pray for it. Let's go for it. Because that has become my default response to uh, sickness, disease, and um, being healthy. Yeah. We believe in God encounters. I, 
I, this is something to me that I just can't understand why we come to church, worship, and leave and aren't changed. And I have found the closer I get to God, the more I realize I need Him more. <laughs> it, it's, it's not that I become so reliant on Him that I don't need Him. I become so reliant on Him, I need Him more. So one of our passions is when you come, when we come, that we are impacted by the almighty power of God. So I want to take one minute. We talked this morning about praise. Anybody here know how to praise? And it might be sound funny, but how you praise someone is you actually tell them good things about them. Kids know how to do this, <laughs> moms and dads. But this is how you praise Jesus. So when we say, take a moment and praise him. Yesterday, Winona and I were driving up from, uh, through Portland, and we got into Washington State, the south end of Washington State, and all of a sudden the guy started to drift. Well, he didn't drift. He started to pull over into the lane, and I actually had to slow down, pull over. If I wouldn't have been paying attention, we would have had a car accident. A bad one, traveling at 60 miles an hour. This morning, during worship, I took a moment and I thanked God for watching over me. Yeah. Yeah. Us. And what that does is that praises Him. So that's how you can praise. Find something that's happened and praise Him. Thank Him for what He's done. And make it as practical as you can. So with that is worship and the Word. So we've written down a few things here. One of the other aspects that is strong is the power of testimonies. And uh, Pastor Winona had a couple thoughts that she wanted to share about that. Did you write them in Oh, no, I left it in my phone. It's okay. I got it. You got it. Okay. Just give me a minute. Sorry. The power of testimony. As you know, a testimony wall is going to be going up on that back section and maybe coming around the side. Design still kind of in, is a little fluid. But there is power in the power of testimony. And if Jesus did it for me, he'll do it for you. If Jesus did it for you, he'll do it for me. And we need to begin to grab hold of the power of the testimony and uh, fasten our faith to the promises that he's given us and not let go. And to believe that, hey, if you, he did it for Kathy, he can do it for me. Amen? Yeah. And so I wanted to share a couple. Um, one, I wanted to share about Pastor Ariana. So she had to go in for a procedure, a little procedure uh, a few weeks well, about a month ago, and uh, they had done an ultrasound of her, and she had a, a polyp, and the type of polyp it was, it was three centimeters in size, and it would not be go away unless there was, uh, like, medical inter intervention, like a surgery to make it go away, so um, that was her expectation for this procedure. She went in, uh, she came out of it, and they're like, no, we didn't find a polyp, and uh, I know, come on, like, let's give Jesus, like, that's amazing, 
And uh, so the Sunday, I think you had that done on Monday or Tuesday. And that Sunday, you know, I was asking her, how are you doing? And she's like, oh, I've got it coming. Everything's, I feel good about it. I'm like, you know what? We're just going to believe that they don't find that thing, that it's not there to find. So then she, so they told her that after the procedure. And she's like, well, I think this is what has happened. Then she goes to the doctor and the doctor says, yeah, it's gone. And she's like, well, how, why? We have no idea. So we do. We prayed, we believed, we attached our faith, we believe that God is the God of the impossible, and we saw a miracle there. Pastor Daniel and Pastor Brenda shared the miracle of Shanine uh, a couple of weeks ago before they left for Africa, where she went back in and told the doctors that she was eating pancakes, and he's like, you're eating? And we never expected you to eat again when you left this hospital. That's what they told her. We never expected you to eat again. Well, that wasn't our expectation. Our expectation was you will eat again. That feeding tube is going to be removed. And all of the scar tissue in your esophagus is going to be gone. The hole that they did not repair with surgery is healed. So that's amazing. Then I don't know how many of you saw. Sorry. How many of you saw Pastor Brenda's post? And I'm going to just read it here. So they had been going, uh, every day they would go visit three different um, homes, uh, home groups. And uh, they, would, they were teaching them how to receive. And uh, so then they all came together, and these were some of the testimonies. There was 10 women who stood up to give testimony that day. Uh, mobility issues healed. They walked to the meeting. They weren't able to do that before. Eyesight, that person saw a significant increase in their eyesight. Anxiety, uh, they had, from death of children, uh, this lady had, uh, had, allowed, uh, had this root of anxiety that kept in, erupting in her. And uh, she wasn't sleeping. That night, she slept like a baby. Uh, swelling of the legs, healed. Extremely sore back and could barely walk. That lady was healed. In fact, she walked into the meeting dancing a jig. Okay? I think that's pretty phenomenal. I think that's pretty amazing. So, um, did you want to share the verse? No. Okay. So, the verse in Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 33 through 34 in the Passion Translation, and this is, uh, was the verse that I shared at the uh, Circle Women's Conference and I just want to read it to you. Through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Uh, now, so the setting of this is Hebrews 11, which is the faith chapter. So they are talking, pre previous to these two verses, they are talking about all of the men and women of faith in the Bible. Through faith's power, they conquered kingdoms and established true justice. Their faith fastened onto their promises and pulled them into reality. Grab hold of that picture. Their faith fastened onto their promise, the promise that God had given them. And you can read about them in Hebrews 11. They fastened their faith to that promise, and they pulled them into their reality. It was faith that shut the mouth of the lions and put out the power of the raging fire. Uh, it caused many to escape certain death by the sword. In their weakness... Their faith imparted power to make them strong. Now listen to this next one. 
Faith sparked courage within them, and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm into the battle array. So grab hold of that picture. That is what happens when we attach our faith to the promise that God has given us, and we go after it. We might not see in the natural eye the results. And as we said earlier, watch what comes out of your mouth. Don't kill that promise. Don't kill the promise. Watch your mouth. They attached their faith to that. They began to believe for it. They began to say, God, this is what you said. I believe you. I believe you. And what happened in the spiritual realm, in the spirit world, God dispatches his heavenly army to come fight on your behalf. So we have to understand that. We have to know that. That when we pray and we're decreeing and we're believing and we're attaching our faith to something, it's just not empty words flying across a room. But God is actually at work on our behalf. Um, where do you want to go now? You want to... So we wanted to take a moment. And we were sharing about, uh, and Pastor David shared about at the beginning, all the different, and he just shared a few core values and things. We didn't go into them in great depth. Um, but he talked about the impossible and the miraculous and the supernatural and believing for that. And while uh, Charlene was closing today, and she was sharing on Jesus, um, I ripped a page out of the coloring book. <laughs> That's all I could find. <laughs> and this is what we're coming into Easter. And we are going to celebrate the greatest miracle of all. In a matter of three days, Jesus died. He fulfilled prophecy. He defeated Satan. He went down into hell. He got all the keys, the kingdom, and he rose in resurrection power and life. Three days. It settled our eternity. It settled our healing. It settled our provisions. It settled everything. He settled it. So our faith, our, our faith was birthed in the impossible. It was birthed in the impossible. It was birthed in the miraculous. He was conceived of a virgin. That is miraculous. Our faith was birthed in the miraculous. Who, who can raise themselves from the dead? Jesus did. He did the impossible. So he is the God of the impossible. He is the God of the miraculous. And our faith was birthed in that. That's our DNA. That's, that's who we are. So today we wanted just to take a few minutes to close and... If you need a miracle for an impossible situation in your life, so whether that is a physical thing, a financial matter, 
like Charlene and Adrian's testimony, yay, Jesus. That's awesome. Attach your faith to that. Checks in the mail. You know, we check our mail regularly. It's like, oh, bill, bill, bill. I'm like, where is that check in the mail? Like, <laughs> it came to your house. Amen. How many of you need a check in the mail? How many of you have a financial situation that you need dealt with? All right. Let's partner with that testimony. Lift your hand up. You need a financial, you need a financial breakthrough. You need, a, you need some checks in the mail. Come on. Hallelujah. Do you need a physical healing? Do you need a physical healing? If you need a physical healing, come on. What do you need? Is there something going on in your family that you, that you look as is impossible? It's an impossible situation. But guess what? When God gets involved, the impossible becomes possible. So let's just lift our hands because there's, I think every one of us has something we can identify with. And let's just receive that from him today. God, we just partner with you today. We attach our faith to the promises that you have spoken over us. And we partner with you. We come into agreement with your word over our lives. You are the God of the impossible and you make all things possible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just decree financial breakthrough, checks in the mail, money coming from unexpected places, profit on jobs, bills paid, loans canceled. Thank you, Jesus. Healing. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Every impossible financial uh, Every impossible family situation, we call for the possible. God, you are the way maker. Make a way in impossible situations. Go before us and give us favor. You are the way maker. We just receive that miracle for our family member in our family. We just thank you, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you would just bless each person here today. Your face would shine upon them in great favor. Your goodness would chase them down. Your grace would overwhelm them. And they would take it in back to their homes and their households, their, their communities, their neighborhoods, and their cities. We just thank you for that. Amen. And Lord, we thank you that we get to share some time now. So, Lord, we ask that the calories won't count (laughs) and that the cupcakes will be delicious and the coffee and the fellowship will be amazing. We thank you, Father, that you are a God of more. And, Lord, may we be passionate in our pursuit of knowing you more. Lord, I thank you for the miracles that have happened And I thank you for the miracles that are still coming. In your precious name, amen.